Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. And my guest today is Mark Tyler. Mark uh, runs, owns, operates Red Run Cannabis Company. You'll hear more about them in a minute when I discuss my supporters. So for right now, I'm going to talk about Mark and this sit down in particular. The title of this episode is Post-Apocalyptic Survival Guide. And it's titled that because it's beginning to look like the spread of COVID-19 is beginning to slow down and things are going back to normal-ish, slowly but surely. And what does the map of your future look like? Did you plan accordingly? Did you accomplish anything? And if so, what did you do? Were you prepared? And if not, how do you intend on preparing in the future? That being said, I would like to take a moment to thank all of the essential workers, grocery workers, weed dealers, booth store clerks, restaurants that stayed open, and especially medical personnel on the front lines. Thank you very much for your service. Thank you for very, very much for what you're doing and you continue to, uh, to do, and we, we're all grateful. All right, now moving on to my supporters. All right. First up, Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive in Soldatna. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook, as well as their website, the Iron Asylum Gym, AK.com. They carry supplements, they've got all kinds of stuff, and if you're looking for comfortable clothes, be sure to check out Love the AK, which is located inside of Iron Asylum. If you have any questions regarding Iron Asylum, please call 907-953-4720 for more information. All right, Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the brewmeisters of Hashade, the makers of fine concentrates, and the cardboard for making edibles and many, many, many more products. That's what they make. They make lots of products so that you can do things with products. They also have a honey. The honey is delicious. If you like honey, it tastes like honey, except with cannabis. Boom. There you go. All right. They also carry flour from your favorite cultivators, including Bob's Morning Bear, Warner Brothers, Great Land Ganja, Frozen North Farms, and Third State, as well as their own flour products. Uh, excuse me. As well as their own flour. They also carry products from Lady Grey, which... By the way, I know I made a big deal about the birch syrup, but they also make ice cream. So if you're looking to modify your root beer float with some of that Lady Grey ice cream, be sure to check out the Kenai River Brewery's root beer. Right? Recommend it. Big fan of their root beer. Big fan of it. They also carry products, by the way, this is, we're going back to Red Run Cannabis Company, not at the brewery. If you go to the brewery and ask for these products, they're going to be really confused. All right, they carry products from fireweed extracts, creative confections, and many, many more. You got to go in, you got to check their weed maps, you got to check their website, redruncannabiscompany.com for more information, but weed maps has their current menu. And if you are looking to get your dirty little hands on some hashade, here is a nice incomplete list of the retailers that are currently carrying Hashade. Alaska Leaf in Anchorage, The Green Room in Anchorage, Hillside Natural Wellness, also in Anchorage, Pakalolo Oceanside in Anchorage, Alaska's Green Light District, also in Anchorage, Hollyweed 907 in Anchorage, Denali Dispensaries, also in Anchorage, AK Joint, Catalyst Cannabis Company, both of those in Anchorage, as well as Arctic Herbery, Raspberry Roots, 
The Frost Farms, Canabasca, AK Slowburn, um, Canabasca, AM Delight, House of Green, Dankridge, all of these in Anchorage. I don't have a list of the Fairbanks stores, so if you are a Fairbanks listener, I will do my best to have that for you on the next go-around. But there you go for Anchorage retailers that are currently carrying Hashade. As far as I know, the only place on the peninsula where you can get Hashade is still Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Canadian Alright, again, for more information, be sure to check out Weed Maps or their website, redruncannabiscompany.com. 5150 Vapes, located in the heart of Soldatna, they are your home for vapable CBD juices from companies like Blue Label and Naked. They also carry mods, shatter batter, and anything else you might want or need for vaping. Next up, Mountain Jiu-Jitsu Bang Muay Thai AK-49 Combat Sports, located in the Peninsula Center Mall and not currently open to the public. That being said, you can still reach out to Coach Jason and Coach Seth and they can work with you. Their training methods may have changed, but it's still the same great training that you are used to. Be sure to look them up on Instagram and Facebook. All right, last but not least, the Schnitzel Bomber, located on the corner of K Beach and Poppy, rated five out of five on Facebook. This week's special is a beer cheeseburger, and they have a selection of goulash soups and a bread bowl, so that's pretty damn sweet. All right, it's, I can't tell you if it's a solid choice. I haven't had it yet. I'm gonna pick it up on the way home. I'm pretty excited about that, but I've never gone there and had a bad meal. It's the truth. If you have, share it with me. I'd, I'd love to talk about it and talk about what you didn't love about it. But that being said, I don't know if that person exists. However, if you were the person that was upset a few weeks ago because they didn't have a burger on that particular day because they only do a burger like once a month, this is your time. This is your time to get a burger and apologize to, for, for being so upset about them not having a burger at that particular time. They run burgers as a special, man. It's a schnitzel place. You get a schnitzel or, you know, you get something else. You get a bratwurst or something. You get some bread pudding. But you don't get upset because their schnitzel place doesn't have a burger if it's not their regular food. All right, ladies, gents, it is Friday, and if you are a regular listener of the podcast, you know that Alaska Red has his Freestyle Friday, and Monday's leak is coming, well, it's coming on Monday, but it's Freestyle Friday. You can go to uh, you hit Alaska Red's YouTube page. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to check out his freestyles. Be sure to leave a comment. All right, there you go. Any more announcements? Oh, yeah, if you have any recommendations for streaming service and show, please leave them in the Instagram comments. Thank you for listening. Really do appreciate that. As per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 5A10053.
545-1972. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska, 99611. Here. It's not the virus. It has nothing to do with the virus, even though it's a focal point of this shit. If people are picking up right now, again, I just posted the Harvard guy in China is arrested. This shit's gonna go. It, it, shit will go so fast that regular people have an inability to wrap their minds around it. And when they don't have an ability to wrap their minds around it, they have no choice but to fucking freak out. So, Dr. Lee, who is the Harvard professor, um, there, there are ties to him, and of course the, the organization at Wuhan. Um, we're, we're living in some really, really interesting times. And, and the, important, I'll tell you, the most important thing, too, and, and, and you're a, a perfect person right on this edge of this, and why this is so important, everybody's so important, um, is the, the big thing is, especially in this day and age, we can't afford to spread any more fake news or any bullshit or lead people in the wrong direction. Yet, you still have to make very quick decisions based on fundamentals and analysis very, very quickly, and you're never gonna ever, ever have all of the answers. And so you, you, the idea of like, just talking shit anymore, I think is, is people gotta face the fact that shit's over. It's like, what you do and what you say really matters and has an effect. Like this coronavirus is a perfect example. When you got, I started seeing it with the anti-vaxxers and started seeing it with all this shit. And it's this, un, it's unconscious. People don't realize it's not about the issue. You think you're all about GMOs. Like, it ain't about GMOs. It ain't about your fucking vaccines. It ain't about your pain. It ain't about any of it. It's about your unfucking conscious becoming a divided entity. You don't understand how the mind works. Nobody hardly does. But again, I could say it's my belief. But the unconscious is is kind of this undercurrent, and it's pushing various cultural fantasies and nuances and nonsense to the surface, and so when I keep talking about there's little and less and less margins for people, that's what I'm talking about, right at this time, and it's going to get worse and worse, where, like, people's, people's inability to, like, hide behind their bullshit is just coming less and less. So people are going to have to start walking the walk and talking the talk a hell of a lot more. But that's just one side of this coin because, you know, like I've said this, you know, wrote about this for a long time. And again, it's also written with a lot of some of these prophecies and there's metaphors in these prophecies um, about, you know, this, this final, uh, the final rundown. And it sounds crazy, it sounds far-fetched, it sounds bullshit, but it's not. It's, you gotta kinda table all that. And you gotta look at this just from your own 
reasonable point of view, let it let things reasonably fold out based on even just your the history of what you've seen, technology, polarization of politics, polarization of human beings in general, the mindlessness of consumption, climate change wrapped in everything else, you know, we're poisoning the environment, it's unsustainable, AI exponentially is evolving without anybody even on anybody's radar, so let alone there's nothing to stop, no laws in place to hinder the people that gain these advantages, so the game is over for people, like what people think of ever having their mind, they're not even on the fucking dartboard, they're not even on the wood panel behind the dartboard, it's, that's how fucking off I think people, most people's perception of these things are. So then what's the, the proper I, the, to me, it's universal. The only proper perception is, it's a couple of things. Is, number one, you can't build anxiety in your shitstorm. So this is not doomsday anxiety shitstorming, where like, a lot of people think everything's the fucking sky is falling. It is about dealing with immediate danger. And it's kind of, this is really counterintuitive. This is a really counterintuitive point, is you can't have vision until you can actualized and be here so like nobody has vision until you understand how to deal with the now until you're here until you understand mindfulness which is i'm using less of my shortcuts i'm bringing my full consideration to the present moment the only moment we have we only have one moment right here right now that's simple there's no past there's no history there's no down the road there's no end of time there's nothing else. just right here right now and so you can't understand that intellectually or from a conscious point, it has to be this deep realization that transforms the person into something else. And to me, that's when you have vision, is because if you don't have that experience, you only you only perceive through degrees of separation, and that's the fundamental. And so when you're unconscious, everything's a separate form of separation. I'm here, you're there. I'm here, you're the bad guy. I'm here, you're the threat of opportunity. That's the only way the unconscious and the unresolved can entertain the landscape. It's the only way. Whatever story somebody says or thinks they are, if they're a billionaire and they're rich and they're the best looking and they're Hollywood actor and they're the greatest specimen on the, on the face of the earth, if they haven't done the work, or you can do the work and get all sorts of shit, if you haven't done the work to actualize yourself and actually have a vision um, on your own terms, you will only entertain the landscape, which is the 3D view, what's coming to eat me, fuck me, take me away, which is the predominant one, or it's in it for me, I see something over there, it's prey. We all do that no matter what, on an undercurrent, like a firmware, our, our basic OS, our reptilian, logical, rational uh, rule set, we do that all the time. We go into environments, we size it up without knowing it. The difference is, um, an actualized person, somebody that knows, has a, a, a voluntary control over an understanding of that, they know that ha that those that happens, but it's 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 brought into the light. You understand that, and you're able to work with it and put it in its place. And then when you're able to do that, the threats in the environment are no longer threats, and, and then you don't see opportunities. These opportunities, which is prey. How can I how can I get one over on this guy? How can I? Oh, this guy's got something I want. Now I'm gonna. Tell him what I want him to hear, blah, 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 and play my games. 
Oh, and then people do this unconsciously. They don't, the story can't have the person going, I'm a kind of a low-life conniving parasite, and I'm just going to tell this, in a hypocrite, so I'm going to go tell this person bullshit so I can get in good with them, so maybe he'll get me Boston Red Sox tickets or Lakers or what tickets to the, whatever the shit people uh, convince themselves of by cozying up to an opportunity. Um, and that can be just an opportunity of a, a young person, uh, a young person that a, a boss preys on. You know, opportunity, because you're just not on my level. So therefore, my appetites, which are lower tier, and the unconscious is all lower tier appetites. It's all the same. It's all validation. That's the biggest thing. Validation, see me, see me, fuck me, don't punch me in the face. You know, I'm gonna, I don't want to stand up and see where we're at toe to toe. Um, and that's really it. And like men and women on their own various levels, they have a hard time facing that reality. They can't face the reality of, I need your validation, I need you to validate that I'm okay. Like the things I'm saying out of my mouth, are they all right? Because I don't know. You make sure that that's all right. Or, hey, do you, you, you dig my shtick over here? Or, you know, all the other, uh, all the other things. And again, it's a self-evident. All this shit's, again, it's a self-evident. This is nothing that anybody shouldn't understand just by understanding it through their own self. It's when you're, when you're doing shit and you don't know why you're doing shit, but yet you know you're doing shit to impress the girl or to, hey, what's in it for me? Maybe I'll get something out of this or, or it's my side or my team. When push comes to shove and you got to deal with reality, you're not going to deal with real reality. You're going to deal with your bullshit version of it because you want your fucking shit. And if and this is the hard part, is you, your conscious story can't have you as that asshole. So it drafts a hero, villain, victim. So you're either the hero, the villain, or the victim. And most of the time, your story can never have you as the, as the bad guy. Uh, unless you're consciously want to be the bad guy and you're trying to play that role. But mostly, you could go kill fucking people by the masses, like Christians or Islam, and do you, their story isn't, I'm the bad guy, I'm the good guy. And that's a part of the unconscious and most of the evil. I mean, Genghis Khan is the hero to his people. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, there are gigantic statues to him all over Mongolia because he is their guy. However, uh, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure a few hundred years ago in Baghdad, the, the name was quite frowned around. Well, it's also like Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, Kublai Khan, and, and, and other conquerors are a really good example. It's, this is, isn't where they're not bad people. They're not, uh, they're not bad or good. They're not bad people. It's an idea of, of, a, of a maturing of, of man's spirit. It is in the beginning phase. This is why we're seeing the, how it, it phases out. We don't have any more Genghis Khans and no Alexander the Greats. We, we're, Putin is, a, is this is what we're going to get to. Putin is a, is a relic of this, and this is why we're going to have to battle that fucker at, the, at, at some point. There's no question in my fucking mind. Absolutely, positively, 100 motherfucking percent. Here, too. Here. Everywhere. Um, I really sadly think that's going to fucking happen. I hope I'm dead wrong about it. But we don't see any of these conquerors anymore because man realized through conquest and fucking people over and just take it right makes what right. It's, not, it's reasonable and logical. If you can't defend yourself and you didn't bother to defend yourself, then you deserve what you get. Exactly. It is a layer of logic. It is real. It's, that's the layer of conservatism. Right. Right makes right. 
That is a truth. That is a truth. It's not the whole truth. People like to get into what they think is the truth, and they'll swear up and down, that's the truth. It never dawns on them. Yeah, that's a block of the truth. You're right. But what you don't get is you're actually lying because you're admitting the other blocks in the fucking cluster. And a lot of people, they, again, they just, when you're clinging to your, your right, you don't see your little block and your only, your only little point. But the other avenue of that is, okay, if you run that course and it's absolute, what happens? And it's clear that when you have this right, makes, uh, uh, right mentality, it, it creates a totalitarian, oppressive, controlling dictatorship. Because whoever, if you're the strong, like the, again, Star Wars, every, every, fuck, every single uh, tall tale or fantasy explains this in spades. When you are the dark side, which is the right makes right, you've ran to the, to the farthest extent of that fucking madness, that pathology, because all polarization will eventually run to pathology and bend back on itself. And so, like the left and the right are both pathological, in nature, and they don't see it. They just project themselves, echo backwards on the, on themselves. And so this right makes right is okay. If I'm if I am the dominant person, the dominant of the dominant, I can there's nobody that can get to me. I have to set up uh, surveillance mechanisms because my 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 guys, my second, third in command. I'm going to be very, because again, it's the mindset, the mindset of this is, you're always suspicious, you're always conniving, you're always looking down, because it's a predator-prey versus world, so you're always looking at your competitors, and you're seeing, as a lion, I'm getting older, I'm getting slower, I'm getting fatter, and there's this other lion coming up, and he's better looking, and he's younger, and god damn, he's way stronger than I ever was back then, and he understands things a little bit better, I can't have that. <laughs> Boom, boom, and you kill off all of the, all of the people that, if you've done your shit right, they're the people that carry you to the, to the, places. the finish line, yeah, to get you where you need to go. Yeah, exactly, where you need to go, where you need to places I think unimaginable if you do things the right way. Um, but in that time, all it's going to be is a series of, of really deep, dark, dark. Places. And I think, again, this, this shit's been played out before. Like, we think we have this bullshit, like, this idea, like, oh, this is just our time, and our, this is, this is it. And it's such a pathetic, really small way of doing things, and I think people need to realize that. Just at least accept the possibility that there are, there are a lot of other entities that have enjoyed exponential evolution for periods of time that you can't have in mind. I, the potential is out there unimaginable, and anything you can imagine is that potential. So imagination. imagination is kind of this divine realm, and those that can work with the imagination, they get the fruits of the equities here. This is like Bill Gates. All started from the mind. He built that from his mind. Everybody builds it. Build everything from their mind, from their imagination. <laughs> those that can better work with that um, do better. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
the natural world is just a an arrangement of mathematical, magical formula, fundamental, fundamental essences and fundamental enterprises and fundamental platonic solids. It's all fundamental. And so I talk about the code. If you can understand the code and the fundamentals, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what happens here. It doesn't matter what happens in the future. It doesn't matter what happens in the past. You can be projected furthest reaches of any cosmos, and if you understand the code, what works at the base level works at the farthest level, it doesn't matter, and that's, you know, again, that's one of the things I really want to do the rest of my life, but I'll teach at least my kids before I die, but any other kid that, that wants to understand some of this stuff, that's the point, teaching these things to me is you're giving people the tools that are timeless, because it's not a specialized knowledge, fuck specialized knowledge, or memory, or anything. A system. You want to get the tools. And the, and the, the, and the, not just the tools, it's more than the tools. It's the self-image. It's, it's the know-how. Not fucking with that self-image from 0 to 7, and then from 7 to 13, and building, and it's still in the right things. So it's not, it's putting that kid in line. It's the way he orients himself through self-image. That's like the most important part of the whole goddamn equation. Um, but then it's uh, it's like, what are you doing here? What do you got available? What's the objective? Serious question. This is downtown. This is uh, this is Matrix. This is Blade Runner reality. Do you think that we're gonna come to a point where uh, robots will have rights, where artificial intelligence... 100%. Well, it's, it's, it, here's the fundamental thing. It's just the way I think everybody should do some soul search and think about this. And you'll see a couple movies that touched upon this. My wife got this one movie. Um, it was an AI movie where they had an AI girl um, trapped in a, uh, like, kind of a prisoner in a house or something. Like X-Machine. Exactly. I think that's what it was. And that's the first time I was like, oh, they got it. They got it is when you watch that, um, or you watch anything, um, and you'll see this with advanced AI robotics, is you're going to see, like, if somebody were to treat that, treat it poorly, you're going to have a reaction. And, like, when you watch it, I won't watch that movie when it was, when, or any movie where it doesn't matter where the entity, when it's treated poorly, you can watch Transformers. And, and when the Transformer dies, or something happens to... Um, an artificial intelligence, you have an emotional reaction. You you have that reaction because, again, this is how how limited and pathetic we, we human beings' perception really is. Is we think that intelligence is here and monopolized within the human being. And again, it couldn't be further from the truth. Couldn't. It's it's actually the direct fucking opposite. It's. And what's funny, this goes right back to, I, w I would have never thought this, um, it goes right back to the heart of, like, the Bibli Abrahamic biblical stories about uh, the image and the word, the image. And what's happening is, it's like, everything is evolving, including, again, mankind comes out of the earth, mankind produces uh, cybernetics, uh, cybernetic networks, artificial mycelium networks, we build big nodes and big minds. If we build images, we, we start to rebuild uh, artificial images. And this is the whole thing I get onto about why we're all fucked up, because the artificial motion picture, the artificial image. We had to have all this happen. I mean, this is what we're doing. Um, so we then begin working with images. 
And we don't know why we're working with images. And we don't know why we're working with language. We don't know why we're doing any of this shit. Um, but it's where Terrence starts to turn on. This is again why Terrence is my boy. I, there's not many people that understand this. And he's one of maybe five that I found that understand it. Terrence McKenna. Terrence McKenna. Ram Das um, understood this very well. Timothy Leary understood it very well. There's a couple others maybe. All common link is deep, deep psychedelic work. Again, I don't know why, but that's all. That's the way it is. I've learned I've, much of the clarity um, has come from the grace of the, of the psychedelic or, or whatever. What do you think it is? I know I, it's, it's it's all the shit that I keep going on about, and that's why I, I wish I could do more more personal research research myself. I believe that that's why we need to do research, like real research, not fucking kitty research, adult fucking research on on the, the, the biomolecular neurological mechanics of reality and why psychedelics produce this state. And it's my opinion where, you know, DMT, um, which mushrooms all these things basically down, convert to this, this neurotransmitter, and you flood a neurosphere, if you replace serotonin with a hyper um, neurotransmitter, you transmit a different reality. Um, it's not as cohesive, obviously, and there's all sorts of things and nuances that can go into that, but the fact of the matter where people discount it as a like a hallucination, make-believe, and an altered fantasy is absolutely incorrect. It couldn't be further from the truth, and anybody that says that hasn't experienced it directly and hasn't done it, hasn't worked with it at all. And again, you can sit somebody down and you can prove it to them emphatically. <laughs> but, it's, uh, I believe, again, reality is a transmission. We live in a holographic universe. It's a compacted nature that unfolds at the speed of light before we even get here. We lag behind the unfolding of reality. And so, reality is a broadcast, and we are immersed in reality, so we are too a broadcast, and we're also a receiver. So we both broadcast and receive broadcast and receive and even as weird as it sounds is it, I do believe there's even potential I know there's potential points this is where a lot more work's needed is there's 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 um say wormholes there's wormholes at points that can be opened up um would you please explain wormholes that, that would just go down to batshit crazy land. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with batshit crazy land. It's, uh, it, deals, it starts to deal with this idea of locality and non-locality, which our, our computer networks are based on, about nested realities and how dimensionality works. Getting to one point is... Getting to, getting to from point A to point B at the speed of thought, which is the speed of light. And so, the, the real alien travel, like people, I, I was having George about this, is... People think spaceships are coming from outer space, and it, it's never going to happen. And people real, they don't, it never don't. Even the smart people I think they're probably smart people because they've thought differently about this. In fact, there are, I know there are a few, but this idea of the spaceships, like spaceships traveling linearly and analog through the speed of light, or getting really fast at the speed of light, is not even. It's like a no, it would be a novelty. It's like, yeah, we can go faster, we can do all this shit. Yes, we'll evolve to do that because that's our little tiny little point. And then you'll do that, but you'll realize that after years and years of fucking with that, you're gonna go, there's a better way of doing this. It's just down the road for us. If we're smarter, not harder, uh, yeah. yeah. And so you can only go so far. So do you get any conspiracy theories? I, 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 
only only for the fact that again, I I, I used to be, and I still am, I, I still am, but it shifts differently. Okay. I consider myself an absolute bona fide real skeptic. Okay. You know, I have got. I don't have any works that let the, the, the subscription uh, lapse. But I used to subscribe for years to Skeptic Magazine, Scientific American, you know, uh, all the Four Horsemen. I know all of them and their work intimately. So like Sam Harris, Sam Hitchens, Daniel Dennett, uh, Dawkins, uh, God, I, all of the deconstructionists, um, I know and appreciate. And so I can, I can take a conspiracy theory apart fast and I can, understand, I can break the parts apart. I say that only for the fact that to be a true skeptic, you can't be what everybody else thinks they are, where they, everything is, anybody that brings up anything that is, falls within that little framework, is just close the door, shut the fuck up, you're one of those guys, let's not even talk about it, it's not, whatever, you're whatever, like, you know, people do, they dismissively the little, they, they, they're not objective, and so they all, they play these games, and so, um, I try to do the, the direct opposite um, with a lot of that stuff, but also I know full well, like, I'm not wasting my time with dumb shit of things that are so repeated so much, like, shut the fuck up, get out of my way. So I got one for Allegedly, do you believe that we went into Iraq, even the first time, not because they invaded Kuwait, which they very clearly did, um, but rather to uh, procure Saddam Hussein's stargate? No, I, I've heard that one, yeah. I mean, and that the um, the soft release of that information was the film started. Yeah, I, the only thing about that is um, again, that, yeah, that, that sounds pretty far fetched, and also that the, the technology or the correlations in any sort of movie or any sort of scientific world that would be able to put that it, it doesn't terribly match up. It doesn't uh, it doesn't terribly match up. I tell you, the thing is though, out of I tell you, I talked about this with you before too, is the one thing that I think that, I, that where I really appreciate and I think that the conspiracy mind, the conspiracy theory, theorist, you're better off going down that road of novelty than going when doing what other people do. Because it's, 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 it's I'm trying to, trying to put this in a, in a way that, that that makes sense. It's like a, that curiosity. It's a curiosity and wonderment. It's wanting. It's a. It's a real desire. I think it's a higher state desire. It's not a lower tier. It's a higher state desire for wonder, and wanting wonder, and wanting something that's going to inspire wonder and be real. So it's not. I think there's some people that that enjoy the fantasy and it pulls them down a fantasidal side road, but then I think there's a lot of people, like myself included to a degree, um, that really are curious and, and wondrous and can admittedly want to believe in wondrous things and are willing to hunt for wondrous things no matter if they spend their life um, and, and it, it turns out to be just nothing. And so I will take people with enthusiasm and, and even naivety and curiosity for wonderment over a million self-assured IQs with 140 and they're, they're just strictly reductionist and they're just so smart. It's like the wonder and the curiosity is what absolutely has to be there at all times and curious because at the heart of all of this, 
is a truth and reality that is so dumbfounding and so alien and so wondrous and so lifelong amazing that it will uh, that it will put all the conspiracy theories to shame. So like the grand conspiracy is so fucking insane that if to believe the truth is worse to believe in the worst conspiracy. So again, it goes right back to what I'm talking about about tools. About okay, how do you know that something's bullshit versus hey, this is not bullshit. This is this is something maybe you you will never know the answer because like all this stuff is like how are you gonna prepare or how are you gonna try to get how are you gonna prepare for something that's unknown by its own nature? You're not you don't know if it's gonna arrive. You don't know if these things are gonna happen. You don't know anything, but you do know a few things. It, it kind of goes back to where I, I, I where I look at this is the one thing I do know is I'm gonna die. That's the truth. I'm gonna die. My life will be taken from me. Everything I've done, every word, every shit that I think of will be gone, be nothing. Like I'm not even here. All my kids, they'll be dead. They'll be taken from me. Everything. So the end game for me and you, end game for me and you, is darkness and shit. Horrible nightmare. Anybody thinks otherwise, especially if you haven't done the work, go sit with people. I've done this enough to see. Go sit with people that are dying, especially the ones that haven't left a lot on the table. They're fucking terrified and they're panicked and you don't want to go out like that. You don't want to go. You don't want to go out like that. This is on far fresh, but I I think there's something to that. I think it's a harmonics and I think it's a heart thing and I think the heart knows and it registers the signature and if you go out the right way, it sends a signal. It does one thing and if it's frantic, it sends it one way. Sends it to another place to be recomposed. Totally figured out. I think it's two. I think there's two parts. I think there's a part where there's a recomposition where there's a, there's things that have to be recalculated and re-experienced to be reintegrated. To be reintegrated, I think maybe it is. But there is. There, I think there. Uh, again, this is just speculation from this part. Um, but I think there is a. Um, a part, a component of the cosmotic system that it's, it's oblivious. There's a difference between death and obliviation. Uh, to be obliviated, which means to be, your shit doesn't get to to go on anymore. Like you don't get. There's no more. There's no more. No second chances. No. When I say no more, I mean no more. Like like the whole encapsulation that was. Carrying all of the the light the experiences, the whatever the or whatever the fuck the know, lights turn yeah whatever whatever that possibility may or may not be um, you know I think that can 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 journey through its through its thing you know do its thing um, but I think this is where I really think it sounds again it sounds a little bit little bit nuts but it also has some basis and some reality is. It's kind of like this this fight between a yang and a yang, dark and a light, and um, and most people are trying to always cultivate more and more of the of the light, and then you get to a point where then you have to integrate the dark into the light, and that's where people have the most trouble. That's where I talk, where Carl Jung talks about the shadow self, and and it's really hard. And what what happens? This is where I talk about virtue signal in the left do-gooders. Is you'll get to a point where you'll say you're. 
at status quo, or 50-50, or various combinations of that. And so most people, they run, everybody runs away from the dark side. So they don't want to go into that. And so when you don't go into that, and you've reached this, this plateau, you do this, you start pulling it out. And because you can't face it, you pull it out and project it. This is where they talk about the projection. And other people have done some really good work with this. So I fucking, I love, I love some of the people that have done this. That's what you're doing, you're taking it. Because it's, you're not able to integrate the full consciousness. So you can't deal with reality, which is the full totalitarian consciousness, that you're a dark motherfucker too. You're as fucking diabolical. Not only are you diabolical, there's a part of you that enjoys the fucking hurting people. The internet trolls, yes. those people that, that just leave ugly, dirty comments. Uh, I, I think that that's why, a lot, you know, at least in our, our physical community, um, love that virtual world of Facebook. I mean, like the bad mm-hmm. What's the way that they're unconscious can, can, can do that? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just spraying some digital diarrhea on some person. Or and, and, what's, you know, and again, like, what, what I've said time and time with some of the posts, too, is like, I've had the luxury of battling people out on IRC and binary. like, literally, in the early 90s, you know, I've been doing, talking shit and dealing with trolls and real fucking trolls and fucking mean shit. Like, people that would fucking try to hack and do other shit and try to really destroy your ass. Um, and so, what, it, and again, I've been a, a complete, like, people think I'm a complete asshole. Complete, like, so everybody goes through their deal. And then at the end of it, you know, what, the, where I'm at now, completely, and where anybody can use this. Anybody. This is like... The defense, because this is the truth. In any exchange, either somebody is adding value, elevating, entertaining, with a point, exalting the parties. So, like, if there's an exchange, if you say, you make a comment on my book, anybody makes a comment or an exchange, verbally or orally, if you are doing it, you better have an objective. And that objective should be meaningful, right? If it's not meaningful, what is your objective? So it's like... You can always get people into this. It's like, okay, you tell me I'm a this or that. Why are why 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 are we having this exchange? Why are we doing this here? What is it for? Is it your Are we to have people will always eventually coincide to the fact where we're not we're only talking to have a meaningful conversation because it's self-evident it would be ridiculous to sit here and talk. You tell me. Uh, Trump is good, and then you tell me that Bernie's bad, and we just go to say Bernie's bad and go back and forth. Why would we do that for ten minutes or an hour? It would make no sense. There's no accomplishment. There's no accomplishment, which is no meaning, which means there's no progress. Meaning means we go, pick it up. I see your point. I got where you're going. I okay. That's the whole thing. I see your point. Again, right back to the mind's eye. He's all these little cliches always go back to their mind's eye. It's like, you're trying. The essence of meaning is to see the other person's point. But if you're not listening, you can't see each other's point. And so, if there's no listening, there's no meaning. So if you're, if you're in a grocery store saying somebody's saying something stupid or somebody's trolling on your page, and whatever the case, it's like, it doesn't matter. You're either asking, making a request, you're either... We're having an exchange and an interaction for a fucking reason. I know it's unconscious to you, because you're unconscious and you move through the day entirely unconscious. I've done this with people so much and it's so funny. It's actually, I think it's therapeutic for them more than even me, is people are so used to it. Grab them by the fuck, grab them and say, what do you want, dude? What are you doing? Like, 
people are so used to doing their little shtick or asking or doing meaningful, meaningless shit, is when you stop them dead in their tracks and go, why are we doing this? They don't know. Nine times out of ten, they don't know. And it'll click with them sometimes if they don't get their defenses completely up. It's like, why am I talking to you for one second, ten minutes, or one hour if we ain't getting somewhere? And so you can do your bullshit, but I'm, I'm not having it. So we better figure something else out, or we can not talk shit. So it's like, like these drive-balling critical trolls, and I really, I fucking mean this totally with when I talk to people uh, about Red Run products or all this Red Run stuff, or even with the retailers. This isn't a fucking game or word shit to me. This is like a philosophy. When you are critical and you're objective and detailed, I don't care how mad you are. You can be as, I, I don't care, if you're passionate and critical, you're doing me the best favor. You're getting your point across. But have critical details and correlations and be fair. If you're fair and square, I'm going to be there listening and as intent as I can. And I encourage everybody, you should be do that. And, and take yourself out of the equation. Sometimes it takes a little practice to not get so defensive right away. But it's self-evident, too, is that you want people to give you critical, heated, objective, cold, flat feedback at times. But the more I'm critical, and asshole, and trolls are always assholes and uncritical. And trolls are always about them. And it's self-evident. It's like... Okay, dude, you, 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 you came on this page, you, took, you came into my den, it's like a, gross of it, if it's your page, and somebody comes into your, they think it's just a page, no, you're coming to my fucking home, dude, you should think like that, because when you're interacting with me, you, you're, you're into my space and my head, so fucking be considerate and respectful of our, of our time, and I will be too, because, again, I can't talk shit if I don't follow the fucking rules of being fucking fair and considerate, you know, it's, so it's like, when you're talking shit, um, you better be fair, considerate, and have a, a meaning, an intent to have a meaningful dialogue. And I think if you cover those bases, and it goes right back to the whole essence of expression, then you cannot give a fuck what anybody has to say. And then you can become a real artist. Because the only way you can not give a fuck what anybody has to say is that you can put your, you can go to bed at night knowing that you've been is forthright and just worked as hard and you've lived up to your word as much as you could. And you're like, yep, yep, I did that. Took the kids in and you can go to you can go down and go, yep, I didn't fuck anybody over. Didn't make these little tweaks in my favor. I didn't do that. Didn't take so and so. Didn't talk shit. Didn't go gossip. Didn't do that. You know, if you have any of that shit in your head, you're gonna fucking keep you up. It's gonna rattle you up. You're gonna know you're a fucking fraud. You're gonna know you're a fraud. And the people like, like the people that aren't frauds can always work the magic on the frauds because the frauds always know that it's just a matter of time for somebody comes and exposes me and that's their exploit. You ever watch Boondocks? Real recognize real. That sounds... And you don't look familiar. Yeah. <laughs> greatest TV show. One of the greatest cartoons of all time. Oh yeah, yeah that's how I... Yeah, yeah. Uh, real recognize real, and you're yeah. looking real familiar. All right, um, it's a it's a lot to deal with. I do think that like one thing that's been beneficial for me is is 
asking my questions. Why am why do I do the things that I do? What is the what am I actually trying to accomplish? Is this just I'm reacting because this is the way that I program to react? This is uh, this is this, this is that. But why the fuck am I actually doing that? What is the what am I trying to accomplish by having this conversation or asking these questions? And so it's it's made me be more critical of my time. A couple things too with that is there's parts and parcels of this. This is where, again, I want to break this down into components for people because there is parts. Like the first part, really, with a lot of this stuff is, it's called stalking the self. The first thing you have to start doing if you really want to understand how, why you do, how you do the things you do, you, you've got to understand the other part. You're going to tell yourself a bullshit fucking story about all of this. So. It's like you gotta be in the center, so if you know that, I'm gonna tell myself a bullshit story of why I'm doing it. Because why you're doing it is a story produced after the fact, after your lower unconscious has already selected those drivers. So until you do the work under here, every story, and I mean every story, is gonna be, is gonna be bullshit. Oh, I'm doing this now because of this. I'm doing it now because of that. So what I, what I say, every story is bullshit. I, I, I completely 100% mean it. So don't tell yourself any stories. Just do the work. Like any story, I'm getting better. I'm improving. The worst, don't say I'm improving. There's no such thing. Don't. It's like I'm, there's no destination. You ain't getting anywhere. And you ain't. You're not getting anywhere. The whole idea is to be good with where you are now, right now in the moment, with who you are right now. And then you move. Just you, you move. And you, you're, again, you're curious and wondrous, and, you, and you're moving. You already know what you have to do. It's not you don't you don't have to to, to strategize or think. You already know what you have to do. It's just you're cultivating your ability to deal with reality, which is I'm again, it's appreciation. I'm here now. I'm doing this. I'm doing my work. I'm talking to you. I'm doing my painting. I'm doing my music. And the more. You can clear out all the shitty programming and the self-sabotaging. Again, it's all the self-sabotaging thought. All the things you occupy your mind with, which is other people's media and other people's thoughts of who you are. 98% of everything that occupies every ordinary mind is a false construct from somebody else. And it's designed to keep you in your shell of bullshit, keep you from who you are. You know, from, and it's just about expressing yourself authentically. And it's what, again, what really sucks. This is another part of it that why people mostly shy away. Jordan Peterson crushes this on many occasions. Is the real, this is the essence of Peter Pan and Pinocchio and many of the, many of the, the tales of grow, males growing up is the male psyche doesn't want to grow up. It'll fight tooth and nail not to, to grow up. It wants to fly around and not have responsibilities forever because when, when it really dawns on you what it takes, um, to get to that next stage, it's hard. It's hard being forthright. It's hard working your ass off. It's work. It's hard being um, faithful um, to all your people all of the time. All of the time. It's it's hard not bending reality all of the time. Not to self-suit when the pressure is even on. When it, when it comes time to, to, to fully bear your burden, your responsibility, you know, as a father, what does it matter, what is it, especially as a father, it is a terrifying event, which should be harnessed, um, but yet should be experienced through the terror, too, 
because it is terrifying. It's knowing that you can't go back to those ways. You can't go back to to, to not being prepared, to being a little bitch, to sleeping in, to not want to crawl back in the sheets because it's too hard. You know, you don't get that luxury anymore. You get kids, you got responsibilities, you got people dependent on you. You got shit you got to do. You got shit you got to do. There's no more shirking. No one's going to do it for you, kids. No, no. That's why here's the kid. They just, the the the, 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 the fortune is for the youth. If you understand these things while you're young, you can build while you're young. Instead of being a dumb fucking 30 or 40 year old that figures it out late, or a 50 year old. I mean, you you learn this shit when you're, you're 13, 15, or 20. Who fucking knows what you can do with it? You know, I, I would love to see hypothetically what I could have done knowing what, the, just the tools, not what I know is in the totalitarian of my experience, but just the tools that I've Okay, here's how these things work. These, the tools that I can give everybody, the tools that I can try to, to assemble that I, I know that if people understood these things, and you do that at 12 and 13, or you can give them to parents who don't pre-program their kids with shit, A, and then program their kids with fucking all the right tools so those kids don't ever have to start out wrong. Holy fuck, I just want to see it. Like literally, I just want to have an experiment to see what human, what that human being would look like. What that human beings or that community human beings would look like. A, a group of people that are not pre-programmed with, with shit. That are pre-programmed with conscious, actualized, thoughtful effort by caring, loving individuals who figure some shit out. And then having a couple communities, families, build that and just see what that does. It's not built on false Mormonism or Scientology. You can see when people get quasi-enlightened what they can build and they can do. Build pyramids. They can build fucking huge structures. They can build Mormon temple. You can build a whole bunch of shit almost right. But all that almost right is going to almost fall to the fucking ground because it's a false construct. You can't do almost right. You can't do almost there. There's no almost. There's like... That's, that's as Yoda would say. Well, well, there is no try, there's only two. Exactly. It's as dumb as that is. And that comes from Zen. It comes from the heart of fucking Buddhist philosophy. And the one that, um, the, the, the sort of mantra that I've been living by lately is that um, as long as I continue to do the right thing, uh, then the right things will happen. If I, as long as I do what I know I'm supposed to be doing, um, and, and then, then know in my heart, not like do it like nobody's watching um, making sure that I follow the steps then then the things that'll happen are supposed to happen one that, that my hobbies lately have been making ice creams for my kids and so I know that I have to use this amount of this or this amount of this or this amount of this now I have a little leeway to get creative but I know what I have to do to make sure that I I want to get uh, the proper consistency I want it to be as creamy as possible I know that if I exactly it's a, it's this, a perfect it's, example of mindfulness yep um, hold on, I brought up a really good, uh, God damn it, I brought up a really good point, no, I can't remember that. Alright, so we gotta wrap up, you've got dad shit to do, I've got dad shit to do, and I'm gonna go on a nice walk with, uh, with my wife's tomato sauce, because she's prego. Um, uh, so, um, that being said, like, what was the highlight of your day today? My Kenai tax audit, my Kenai sales tax audit, with D-Ray. Actually, really good guy. Really easy. 
really easy to work with, right philosophy, right intent, good, good deal, but it's just, just a, lot of, a lot of number crunching and a lot of work. But the, the, I tell you the big thing, again, why, even part of why we wanted to even have part of this uh, podcast conversation is, um, is kind of back to the, to this, this, the whole, it's not just the coronavirus, it, it's, it, it, it's, a, it, it's a focal point for people to bring their awareness to, to understand how things are probably, are light, or how, they are, how they are and how they're likely to go down. I mean, it's, it's clear right now with this mild-mannered virus that whatever it could be, in its extent, it, it is what that is. It shows us that our federal, our state, and our local governments, including our communities in our own neighborhoods, in our own families, have zero idea of how to plan for any remote catastrophe. Oh, absolutely. We're running out of toilet paper and ammunition. And now that there is no plan of how do we get together and protect ourselves when chaos comes, when there's nobody monitoring the prisons and the jails and they all start just coming out. Most be okay. So in Iran, uh, one of the things that they did, one of the ways they cope with the coronavirus was they let people out of jail in hopes that they would go back. And what will happen is, again, this is what, you know, in those jails, in those prisons, where there's, there'll be enough bad, 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 bad guys. Enough bad guys. Real bad guys. A lot of people in prison or jails are not bad They're just, for one They'll be fine. They're, in fact, some of those guys will be the good guys. Many of them will be the good guys. But it's a mathematical distribution. There's enough bad guys that will calculate and think. And this is the essence of bad guys. Why the good guys, it's not in their imagination. The bad guys are already plotting. It's like Putin and all these guys. This is what's at the heart of the matter. If it ain't him, it's it's coming. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter. Trump, Putin, it doesn't matter. It just so happens that they're the, they're the catalyst for this, for sure. And they want to live forever. And there's a new game being played. And it's artificial intelligence and immortality. It's here now. That's what they want. They want to not just rule, but live and rule forever. And... It is control and enslavement. China, Iran, North Korea, Russia, and any other little ragtag piece of shit country that wants to go with them. Or the direct opposite. Only through the individual liberation and through the fucking blood of our Bill of Rights and our Constitution, our separation of church and state, our check and balance system, our due process, the right principles of enlightenment that were constructed here that everybody's fucking just forgotten about somehow. Like the essence of the American spirit is held within our documents in the, in the philosophy of our forefathers. It shows the reckoning of, of the errors of even what, you know, what they left on the table. And it's clear through our history that we can see that and can see where we went wrong. And so, you know, again, it's up to our generation to fight this battle. Um, and nobody's going to fight it. And not only that, there's, there's nobody... This is what's scary. This is fucked up. It's like, when our parents die, it's like... We, we, we like having our parents around because we want to b believe there's an authority still there. It's like we want to believe... It's why we don't like to bring up a lot of the shit that we've been taught. Because we love, even if we don't like, we love our, we want to believe our, our upstream providers loved us and cared for us and did the right thing and knew, knew what they were doing. And they didn't, not even remotely. 
they did what they had to do. They got us here, they did everything they could, so they, that's why they should be honored and, and, and cherished and appreciated, because they all delivered us here. But they didn't know any better, they didn't know any better, and we don't know any better, but we're starting to. And so it's up to us, I believe, I don't even just believe this is the way it's going to be. No question, and it'll happen within 10 to less years. It'll have, this is why this shit's going to happen so fast. If you're not prepared, when I say fast, I'm talking about shit could go, shit could go down in weeks, months. Like, this idea of years. We lost power for two weeks. The world as we know it would be completely different. And then all, and then those steps, yeah, advanced technologies on that. Yep. So then you're gonna have, you're, you're gonna have the best and your brightest, and you're gonna have your strongest, your most motivated, and uh, those that people, I think, that will drive us to a new middle class, to a new ownership class. We're, we're, um, some people have been very lucky and they've been able to um, get into that ownership class. But the middle class is shrinking, as we understand. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's not, not only is it shrinking, it's non-existent. It's a lot. And the small business owner, my wife and I, are the most perfect examples. We are perfect living examples. The worst position in the economic history to ever be in in the history of the world is to, to have kids, that's one thing, but forget even that, to make about anywhere from 200 to, even, hell, even now anymore, 200 to 800 to even a million, even take that, especially in the wrong place. You're making 200 to 800 to a million thousand dollars, million dollars, you're fucked. Because you don't get any of the balances. You're, the way that you consume and the way you do things and everything, all of the expenses, everything you do just rises. And so the tax, every, every, every way people charge you, everything. So it's like, the people, it's always relative. But yet, if you work for a big corporation, you work for the state, you work for somebody else, you're not a small business owner, and you make 80,000, 90,000, you got your benefits, you got all this, you, you're always taken care of. You always, you always have that. Whereas, you know, like uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs are always living by their exact skill sets all of the time and always on the razor's edge. Like this, this coronavirus is a perfect example. It's like all the small business owners and bar owners and restaurants. How in the fuck can I don't know? Like the rent. Like how how does that work? They don't think about these things, and I, and I, I get certain things superimposed and create more priorities, but like, like secondary or higher order effects can be a whole lot more fucking devastating than what you think you saw your, your ex for. So it's like, no, I guess we'll find out at the end of all this, but the economic consequences are going to kill people. They're already, and they already people. They already are going to get the worst every day. 80% or more 
are living paycheck to paycheck, they have less than a thousand. This is again, this is, this, these are 74% of all Americans hate their jobs. 89, Gallup, those are Gallup, 89%, I think it's higher, are unhappy. They say they're unhappy. And like 80% or more are, have less than a thousand dollars in their bank account. How can you have a society with those fucking statistics? So I, I, I gotta go back to the, the, the second statistic, which is happiness. Um, how do those, how do people that are unhappy define oh, happiness? Oh, it's, it's the best part. It's the best part. This is where, again, again, I've been saying this for fucking ever, and it's the, it is the essence to the whole thing, to the individual, because it, it, what solves America, the antidote for America is the antidote in the individual. Same thing. Exactly what I was talking about earlier. You do the code here, you could, doesn't matter. As high up as you go, it's the same thing. Only resolution through the self. Gotta tell yourself an actual real story. If you tell yourself a bullshit story like the American dream, you can be whatever you want, college education. Everything's a fucking scam in America because nobody did the work. Nobody wanted to do the work. Nobody did the work, nobody showed up. They all wanted their piece of their cheese. They all wanted what they wanted, which is not doing the work. The work is doing the work, which is figuring shit out inside, figuring out the self. They, for some reason, for whatever reason that is, only a handful, a very, very handful, and they get fucking crucified. They get beaten down. They get brought into small closets, you know, small, small areas and gathering. I mean, they have to encrypt their writing. They have to fucking do whatever it takes to make sure that that fucking ordinary mob um, doesn't fucking kill them. This is the way it's been from the dawn of written language, you know? Yeah. And so right now, you know, when you talk even like this, they want to kill the message. They, they, nobody likes to hear it. And they put all that shit on you when the reality is, is they just don't want to face the music. They don't want to face their own music and they don't want to face the music, what they know they have to do to prepare for what's coming. And even if it's your own death, let's say nothing's coming. Let's say nothing's coming. Are you gonna go out like a little bitch and show your kids like you're a fuck, you're a terrified? You, it's like if you don't, it's like again, the whole natives had it right going out with death. You know, it's like you can't go out like a little bitch. You can talk all your shit as a, as a father or as a parent, and you gotta go out like a man, which is like, I did my work, I'm good. You can't leave it on the table. You can't leave what you know you should have done to help this humanity and serve this humanity. So you serve yourself, you're gonna be, you're not gonna, you're gonna go out like a little bitch. You'll go out because you're gonna wanna cling. Why me, why me, why me, uh, instead of going out like a fucking man. It's like, it's just kind of what you're talking about, about being optimistic, and this is no shit. It's like, it's a story, so like people, people, build their positive, like their, their happiness on a false construct until something comes and knocks them, off, knocks them off their high horse. So we'll talk about with their rug. So let's say they start doing all the work, start living, somebody's fucking living bad, they start living well. And I'm, I'm living well, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. I'm no longer a drug addict or a drinker. I'm living well, I'm eating paleo. I've got a great body now, I've got everything I want. Oh, now i got cancer. Now I'm not happy anymore. Rug. It's, it's, you gotta figure this out. Before, before these things happen. It's because whatever you think is your happiness, 
When that rug gets pulled from up, from under you, that's not your happiness. That's an infatuation and fixation. And you're gonna, if you have those things, you're only going to disturb, you're only gonna be a, a shit show for your people. Because it's all about you again. And uh, all about you is you, it's not about the right things you're trying to instill. You're only doing it because you're happy, because you're not being low life. You're being happy. And so when you're happy, you're not doing the work. You're happy. You're in your drug state. You're in your trance. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy until, oh, fuck. Um, my wife dies. Kids get hit in the car wreck. I get cancer. Now I'm down in the dumps. I'm not happy anymore. I'm in a bad mood. Where's my meaning? Where's my story? All the story I was, oh, the story was because I was building towards the story. It's all the work, all the collecting and all the accumulating and all of the things that are, and then you realize, exactly, it's like it's just stuff, it's just memories, and you can't appreciate all your shit until you're able to, to not cling to them, it's like, so, it, the proper state of mind is to do all of the work necessary, and it, you can't fool it, you can't fake it, it's the most beautiful part, the cosmos knows you can't fake it, but you have to be good with it all, so when it does come, whatever happens, cancer, no cancer, intruder into your house, Russia invades. So your kid is is you hiking back in the backwoods and falls into the Kenai River and half drowns, but breaks his leg and you gotta jog him all the way back. You called upon somehow to, to fucking show up, and you could have saved the day. Really could have saved the day, but you didn't do any of the things you knew that you had to do uh, to be there for your people, to serve your people, which is again good physical body eating well so you can fucking move around and you can fucking run and you can do these things. You're in shape. Your mind is clear. You're not a deadbeat. You've got skills. You know how to well, you know how to sew, you know how to trap, you know how to fish. You know how to work. You know how to have skills. You have things you can fucking add to people's lives, you know? So it's like, the more you can do those things, and the more you can teach those things, and the more you can, again, when you talk about things, you talk about that. And you add meeting with all the people around you. And again, then they can add meeting. And then they give tools. And they give tools. So instead of the system having bullshit and trolls and memes and cynical nonsense and bro science and just garbage, people are given tools, you know? Yeah, they're, they're talking about better things. They're talking about meaningful things. They're talking about... You know, trying to figure shit out without wanting to be, uh, you know, so right about things. And that's what's happened really shitty in the world of science or intellectual consumerism now. Um, it's, it's no longer about curiosity and scientific curiosity. And obviously you have that to a degree with some people, but it's now it's a game. It's a business. It's a commodity. It's a stronghold. It's a gatekeeper. It's a pharmaceutical genetic manipulation game. So, what a time to be alive. Oh, it's the best time, by far and away. It, again, all of this shit is for one good reason. And I, every, like my even wife accuses me of being a real doomsday. It's not, but I can't, it, there is, there is a part of it. I can't say that it's not. It, it's like with every good thing, every good thing comes from fucking hardcore pain and suffering. And uh, it's gonna be a bit of that. And I think at the, I think what comes out is going to be what we all want, which is exactly the way it should be, is we're gonna figure out what's worth fighting for, we're gonna figure out the big things, and we're gonna 
people are. I, again, I think I, I, I think it's. I think things. Okay, things happen exactly the way they're supposed to. Your evidence is they happen. So the coronavirus is here. All the things. Trump's and all. All these things are here. Life only works exactly the way it's supposed to. Life doesn't work any other way. If it did, it would unfold a different way. That's like the dumbest thing that I don't think anybody understands. What you can fight. The good fight up until life unfolds, and then you better not shut. You better shut the fuck up and not say a word about what you don't like about it. What you want to change it. So it's like it's as simple as you wake up. And it's, I have to use extreme cases to get your point across. You wake up, everything's great, and then your kid gets hit by a car and dies. Did life unfold that? It did. Fucking, it's the worst thing imaginable on the face. But you disrespect every. You just. You disrespect your child, you respect everybody in the whole thing by saying it should have happened somehow else, somewhere else. How could it have happened? How could it happen to me? How could, whatever. This, you're better off cultivating the mindset, because it's the right mindset. It's, it's the right mindset that can help you. It's not just help, it's the right mindset, period, but it's the right mindset that can help you be a pillar for everybody else. Because when tragedy hits, people have a tendency to make tragedy hell. They make it worse. Instead of being there, yeah, it sucks my dad died, but we gotta get over it. We gotta fucking think clearly. We gotta fucking help the people that need help. Because there's gonna be a lot more people that will need that help that don't have the luxury of your wherewithal, you know? And so you gotta be, you gotta be there for, for the people. And the only way you can be there is you gotta be able to face all the realities, all of it. So before we, we, we wrap up, um, you own Red Run Cannabis Company, you own the retail store. How has the coronavirus impacted your business? Um, it's funny because it, it absolutely has. Um, you know, and we've taken just reasonable, simple precautions, as reasonable as you can kind of see. You know, we're all about um, um, staying as open and, and critical and reasonable as, as possible. And you know, we're using um, weed maps as you know, encouraging people to, to order online and then come pick it up. And uh, obviously we're sanitizing everything and everybody's holding their distances of six feet or more. Um, and we're only allowing so many people in. Um, and uh, everybody's got gloves, everything's sanitized. Um, and uh, it, 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 it's, it's um, obviously no matter what, it, it's hurt sales. It's, it's suppressed sales a bit just because there's less traffic and less people on. But not as much as I would have thought. Now I gotta look at it today and, and, and see what's up. I think it can be, it's gonna be a lot worse. Um, but the funny thing about cannabis is people come out for their cannabis. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And we've had our fine set no matter what, dude. We're up open always, you know. We're not we're not running, we're not terrified, we're not going anywhere, but we're also exercising critical and reasonable and rational precautions. Um, and do see this as an absolute thing to keep your guard and considerations up. So it's not like oh or defying or, or uh, it's something to be taken lightly because that's not remotely the case. But we're going to, to be open and um, open as possible and try to be as available as possible. In, in your opinion, uh, do you think that the governor has gone too far with closing with uh, closing restaurants? No. Okay. The thing is, that what sucks about this, it, what sucks about this, this is what I can't stand about our leadership, because all of them, and not anyone in particular, it's a climate. They're all gutless, and you can't expect anything from them. And it's like what's going on earlier is, the hard part is, is we always have this, in this virtue signaling, do-gooder, 
the bullshit atmosphere. It's called the game of one up. Alan Watts, I think, Alan Watts does this really good. He's got some good series on the game of one up. And it's always, intellectuals love to play this. You got your game, well my game's more interesting. I've got a better, more insightful. You do that, I'll do that and match you more because I've thought about it more. I'm more smart, more capable, more prepared than you. I'm, high, I'm higher than you. So you tell me to close this, I'll close that and that. And then something. And it kind of goes on and on. And so the shitty thing about this is the, 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 the kind of the pussy in these and politicians knows there's, the only, there's only one wrong answer. Not doing enough. You can always do too much and then always, you can always win. So even if it doesn't come, I win. Because nothing came. If it comes, I did the best. I did what I could. I did something. So the only people that really are, are, will get screwed in this uh, from a social mob standpoint will be the people that do nothing and don't take it seriously. Even pretend. Just pretend. It's so, a business. So you're not looking at airplane toilets? Seats. Good God, no. Okay. No. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, but it's part of their Corona challenge because there's nobody on the plane uh, recording themselves licking toilet seats. No, you'll see all sorts of yeah. people trying to be too cool for school and tough guy. Just don't bother. Don't bother me. This is not a big thing. This is the go. Whatever. It's again. It's just examples of more shams and more frauds and people wanting to be seen under a false light. And again, those people, they need to just go into their own little virtual world and they can all play there, and then let the other people play in real reality, because it's just noise and bullshit. We ain't got time for that. You know, it's it, it's a. Uh, you, there's enough to deal with with what's actually happening to get people excited and involved. And if people want to buy into a real story, the real story and what could, can replace your bullshit idea of endless chasing of happiness, which is a lie, always a lie, is a story with actual reality, which comes through the self. Once you understand the actual self and who you are, it doesn't matter what happens. It will not matter what happens, and you can be here and help. And so you can tell yourself a better story because once you get to a certain point, you'll realize that down here, you're going to tell yourself a story. Whether you've actualized yourself or you've not, whatever you think, you're going to build yourself a story. It's like you build yourself a movie. So, or you're going to write yourself a book. You're going to write your tale. You, you can fashion what you want. You can fashion what you want. So you better start fashioning a story that's your own. If it's your own, guess what? You'll be motivated. Why are you motivated? Because it's your own. Do you get motivated by doing anybody else's shit? No. You gotta own it. Only through the self, only through ownership of the self, do you, do you come to, 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 to here. It's, this is again why the why the, the, the left why the, the right they're like you, the, their, their, their feelings are correct but the, the their consciousness is going to fuck them all up it's like no collective body no pretend authority the state the government your corporation your, nobody's helping you dude nobody's got your answer rich poor black white Mexican immigrant nobody it doesn't matter nobody's your answer. Nobody. Your wife's not your answer. Your kids, your body, nothing. It's you in your head. And if you can give people the tools, and we can build a society, 
and an infrastructure that gets the good shit right, and then starts giving people the tools, everything solves itself. Everything where people talk about capitalism, capitalism and free markets is the greatest motherfucking idea on the planet. Our Bill of Rights and the Constitution is the greatest motherfucking ideas on the planet. We need to preserve those at every cost. At every, like every cost. It doesn't matter what it is. Before we dip out, just know that uh, right now, uh, what no one is talking about is we're looking at a very, uh, very serious end to end to end encryption services. Uh, like Signal and. Good luck with that. Yeah, fucking hope not. That's. Um, they don't, uh, oh my god. It's duck, duck, go, ladies and gentlemen. Duck, duck, go for all your answers. It's going to get wild. The thing is, is that, you know. Yeah, no matter how wild it gets, you gotta have one leg here and one leg up there. So it's like build a community where you stand, um, get involved with the natural world and how to take care of yourself and be available and help people and have a game plan. So when shit does go down, whatever it may be, you've got a community built to help protect the people that uh, you know you need to protect because if you don't, everybody will be kicked off, Guar guaranteed. And it's just a matter of time. We're just one solar flare, one gamma ray. One anything. One anything. There's so much of this. There's so much shit. If this coronavirus hasn't shown people, anything will fuck you up. Holy There's so much that can fuck you. Shit you can't see. We got 8,500 cases and they're talking about the crippling of the infra- We are not prepared for this. There are 300 million people in this country, and if 80,000 people get sick or fucked, like... They're talking at, well, we've got 8,500 right now, and they're talking about, nothing, this is unsustainable. Like, I understand they're probably putting a little bit of the spin on, like, what it could be, it's, but it's like, if we're dealing with something that creates, uh, you know, 10 or 20, even 30 or 40,000, like, immediate deaths, and, and we're not prepared for that on any level, that's, that is fucking terrifying. I mean, that's fucking insane. However, uh, there are going to be some great, sweet real estate deals uh, and some really awesome estate sales. So there's going to be some really good shitty suits out there. Hopefully, Ron, I want to, hopefully Ron will go. So it looks like I made that prediction like a month or so ago, and it looks like it's happening. I hope it, hope it does. I don't want to ask which Ron. Hi, Ron. Oh, hi, Ron. Hi, Ron. Yeah, no, no, Ron. No way. I could do that to any Ron. Old Ronald. Oh, Ronald McDonald. Uh, well, maybe Ronald McDonald. Fuck that guy. Uh, Ron Easley. Is it Easley or Weasley? I'm not a Harry Potter guy. Um, you know, that's the one thing. I actually, um, it's one of these little nuanced fairy tales that um, I've just bypassed. I actually want to sit and watch now. You can't discount, man. Don't ever discount. The populist uh, fairy tale and shit, like the Marvel or this or the Matrix or Star Wars or all that, they're absolutely there for a reason, and it's the other way around. It's not people pulling it around, pull, like creating the stat and then influencing the people. It's it's the imagination. It's the the, the divine the image that I keep talking. The images. It's from another place that pulls itself out. Star Wars, even Luke, the guys even talk about this. Even creative people talk about this. It's, it's not them. They're pulling it out of their head. It's the muse. Yeah. The muse guy. Well, it's the, it's the, what I call, and this is the, the more, more shit too. Is it's the higher state genius. It's your connection with the higher state realms, and it's. It, again, it's what we call your, your, your they call it in, 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 in that kind of hermetic or old school Gnostic uh, um, 
society's your holy guardian angel. And again, it's the whole point of the old esoteric um, gatherings were to how can people invoke this communication with the holy guardian angel? Again, it started with psychedelics. And then people were, people started to show people how to brew and how to start doing this because people can't do it on their own. Um, they have the voice. It's the same voice, every voice, the voice that, that tells you what to do, the good thing, like, everything you know you have to do, that, that voice. Now imagine if you somehow listen to that voice forever, like, your entire life. Instead of listening to the little bitch voice that bails you out, makes you sleep in bed, makes you do all the shit that keeps you off track, just think of what you would be able to do right now from when you started your life to right now. If you, did, if you listen to that voice. Now you can imagine if you spent your at least part of your life trying to figure out to do whatever it takes to have a better relationship with that voice. Because you know that voice is there. It's just way back. Or it doesn't have as much authority over you because the other one has more authority. It's just like, hey, let's go fucking do this. Let's go fuck this. Let's go eat that. Let's go have fun. Let's go drink. Let's go drink, chase women. It's fun. It's fun as shit. I'd rather be sitting there Drinking and chasing women, then um, fucking working hard, digging a hole, and putting up a house, it sucks. You know, it's more fun. Chasing ass is way more fun. Doing cocaine. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, what other people like to do? Whatever that thing is. Whatever that thing is. It's keeping you from doing the things that you know you're doing. It's dopamine. It's dope. Whatever trips that dopamine trigger, doesn't matter what it is. Usually, even like, oh, Facebook's like, oh, like, oh, like, oh, like, oh. Yeah. Someone's validating my existence. Exactly. Someone is agreeing with the point exactly. that I made. Um, hey, don't, don't ever. Just don't, yeah. Yeah, and this is what really, you know, it's the funny thing, and I've had to learn this, too. I think it's the best advice a creative person can get, is um, you should... You, you, you should just abandon all your idols, and you should you should seek to almost um, to create a way of um, always knocking on completely off a pedestal. Like uh, it, 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 uh, any idol, like when I say like you, like an author, or like an artist, or whoever you look up to, is a way of um, is a way of Idol worship that fucks up your creativity and diminishes who you are. It's like we, we put way too much um, power in like, oh, this person. Like, in, in, and so like it also draws us out. Like we like these are our mentors or somebody that's pulling us into the light. And so they're used of good. You want those. They're good. But you don't want to then like put them in that place. And what you'll do is if you put them in that place, you'll be unable to speak authentically to them. You won't be able to express yourself because you'll be trying to always package it in a way that's acceptable to them. You'll never find your voice. You gotta be able to fucking just say exactly to a motherfucking T come hell or high water, even if the person goes, well, you're fucked up, or like, oh, that's fucking stupid, or, you know, mis misunderstands or whatever it is. Gotta be able to express yourself 100% emphatically, cross the board without any exceptions. You can't let any story get into that. Like, what's my mom gonna say? What's my girlfriend? What's my wife? What's my kids? What's my what, what? If anything says, what is who? What is? The, how is this gonna affect anybody? My opinion, you shouldn't even write it. It's a lie. You're trying to spin it.
just, just let it rip. And the more you let it rip, if you're paying attention, if you say inaccurate or shitty things, you may self-evaluate things. You can, it's like you're always self-evaluating, but you're never self-demoralizing and beating yourself up. Because most of the time, it's like, again, these are patterns. These are self-sabotaging shit-ass patterns that every man has. You, it takes a lot of work to get these out. Is you do something, and somebody doesn't like it, or, or worse. People like it, but then there's enough people that don't. And so there's always somebody that's going to come there and kick you in the nuts. And somebody's going to not like you, or not like your shit, or not like whatever. And people will focus on that, or they'll go question themselves. So maybe I'll change this expression. I won't use those cuss words next time, or I won't use that colorful language, or I won't say this, or I won't say that, or I won't be heated. I won't be, I, whatever it is, whatever you start holding yourself back, you're, you're, you're lying and doubting, and you're doubting and lying, and it's nonsense. And so it's like, again, it's a, it's a game sign of how you're trying to prepackage something for an audience that doesn't give a fuck about you. Everybody's trying to impress an audience that doesn't legitimately give a fuck. And you don't want to find somebody that really cares about you, they will look you dead in the eye, and they'll say, by and large, I don't give a fuck about you. You know, I don't give a fuck about you. Here's what I do give a fuck about. And during the intimacies of things, we, you could be brought into the fold, but make no mistake about it. It starts with me, my wife, my kids, this, this, and it extends outward. I can only fucking give the power, the, my, my entire authority, like my existence to only so many people. I can't be everything to everyone. I can't be this to that. And half of the time that people get into so much shitty trouble and so much shit as you ever extend and they they're full of shit. They want to be everything to everybody. They want to validate. So they want to be nice to everybody. They don't want to piss anybody off. And you can't be very direct with people and just say, hey, you know, I don't give a fuck about your sob story. And I think, again, it's like, I started doing this with some of the workers up there, like with the single moms and all of these people. And it's the best thing people can do. It's like, because it's, it's the reality of the marketplace. You do this with your kids and everybody. The marketplace... Out in the real world, make no mistake about it. Nobody gives one fuck about you, your ideas, your cute, clever opinions. The market cares about one thing, value in the solutions you provide to create that value. It doesn't give one shit. It's honest. The marketplace is honest. Now, intrinsic human value, you have a sovereign intrinsic value that should be separated from marketplace value. Every human being that's here breathing, should be respected as a sovereign autonomous being that shouldn't be infringed or enabled against. You shouldn't enable him into bad behavior. You shouldn't infringe him on him. He has respect and value. But don't ever confuse marketplace value with that value. The marketplace, which is the biggest necessity, if anybody ever cares about stability or middle class, you have to have a middle class market. Why, why do the Arabs in none of these backward fucking broken countries have anything? Because they don't have a middle class, because they subvert the women, 50% of the population, that starts the whole fucked up process right there. And so, again, it's a false paradigm built on right makes right, strong, then they fuck over everybody. And they never build real economies. And if you're without a real economy, nothing works, nothing works. I think that's part of, and that was one of the conversations we had on the air today, was that you're, you're going to see the economy fall apart because it's, it's, um, it's inauthentically inflated. We have a, a dollar that moved away from the gold standard a very long time ago. Yeah, um, and, you got to hedge something. And we're 
printing money out of nothing, meaning the value and the meaning. It's the essence of fiat currency now. As again, it's the essence of fiat currency theory. Um, and the other thing that's really scary, you know, and I've been a real, I'm a big proponent of the Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency for its ethereal and theoretical philosophical nuances, which is the de decentralization of the exchange system. So I'm all about that. But at the same time, you got to, I think other people have to understand the whole system was built and predicated on about siphoning money away from the fiat currency. So it's... It's both both good and bad, like everything else, and it, it takes the people to uphold the system. So, decentralized banking is the one of the last keys for total liberty. It is one of the keys, 100%, absolutely. It has to come. Yet, it has to be done in an enlightened way, because if not, Russia's already doing it. Russia's the one. Russia and their hackers are the ones that started the fucking Bitcoin to fucking siphon off American currency and global currency. It doesn't dawn, like, like, it, it, a lot of these things just doesn't dawn on, on, on people because they're all too busy fucking around with something else. Russia is at the heart of all of these things. And they have been for a very, very long time because they got, they're focused. We're divided into grab ass. They think we're fucking idiots and we are. Because we're too smart, we're too good for our own good, we know too much. The culture is built on rap music and pissed off young men. Limp Biscuit and Corn and all these other fucking idiots we listen to. They were built on falsehoods. And now nobody can tell up from down and what's right from now. But they're pissed off, aren't they? Everybody's pissed off. Everybody thinks they know. We got armies of self-assured, I'll Google it, assholes who will die trying to be right without ever doing the work, you know? And so that obviously has to give. And it, it started to, again, this is what I had to battle with the Christians with the anti-cannabis. When you build a falsehood, you cling to it. The Christians, all the Christians, they're, they're guarding a dead house. I hate to tell it, it's the way, they know it deep down. I ain't gotta convince anybody. What do you mean? Christ is not in the church. It was never meant to be in the church. It's an error. The establishment. It's all again, it's all in the Christian philosophy. It says it right there. Do not have any false fucking idols. Do you not have any idols? What do you think a church in a, in a fucking cross and a crucifix and a, and a portrait and a, and a figment of a Christ is? It's a fucking idol. What did they do? They, they, Jesus saved. Jesus saved. Jesus saved. Okay, tell me about. Tell me about that. What is? What is? What Jesus saved? Christ. I got pictures of Christ. I got crosses. I got crosses. Like Jesus is the man. Jesus is coming back. Jesus. 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 Okay. You do realize they said the heart of it is the false construct. You you, you idolized a figure in a figurine and a piece of symbology, and you thought that Savior was coming back to redeem you. That is the antithetical to Christ consciousness. That is antithetical to what houses Christ consciousness. Everything they're teaching at every church, for the greater most part, is a dead doctrine. It's dead. It's a dead, dead deal. It's because it's not there. It's it's within. It's it's not in a house. It's in the house of of the of the body. It's enwrapped and developed in the body. And it has to be cultivated within without the help of anybody else. It's written all right there. It was just hijacked. 
It's an enlightenment document. It is why the Essenes and the real Christians, the real ones that get killed, and we got to hear about a lot of this stuff. It's just starting a little bit to come out. But the reason there was real Christians is because they fucking dabbled in psychedelics and they were out in caves like young men who got tired of being occupied and told what to do by Russians and asshole Pharisees, Orthodox Jews, who, again, is a naive mythological framework who believed they were the chosen one and they started falling more in love with rules, you know, rules and law more than the heart, more than what was there. All of these are lessons. Like, every failed religion is a lesson. It's like, don't be rigid in heart. Don't, the law is the law for the law's reason. Don't fall in love with the law for the law. Don't fall in love with the word for the word. Don't fall in love with the idol for the idol. It's the same fucking thing. You can't do that. What happens when you do that? You become anti-cannabis. You become anti-everything. You become an intolerant cunt. Which is the essence of Christianity and Catholicism. You have dark, diabolical appetites that have never been brought to the surface by fucking little kids and hiding it by the thousands. Taking, taking money from the collection plate to pay lobbyists to shorten a statute of limitations. Like, that's fucked up. What, what, and what would do that? Um, a false idol, right? Pretty easy, right? False idol. Kind of hard to get behind that guy. Like that's that's been my one of my greatest beefs with with the Catholic Church. One of the many beefs that I've had with the Catholic Church. But the other thing is that um, no, what's religion becomes a bureaucracy. Like when you start adding these, these arbitrary like man-made rules, you're you're taking away um, from what what something may have been meant to be, and then you're perverting it into something else. We take it like we we taking a, like um the fucking Take the government, for example. Let's add an extra layer, uh, an extra layer of government. Let's add extra rules regarding this, regarding yeah. this, regarding this. It all sounds good. But now we've got to hire these people who are regular people who have their own agendas, and now they're part of this bureaucracy. And we're acting like a bureaucracy matters, but the, every bureaucracy, whether it's church, whether it's government, yeah. it, it's all fucking man. It's virtue signaling. That's what it is. Every bureaucracy is a virtue signal. If somebody's good, thinks it's a good idea, and it's always about them. You know, and the, the thing about, it, I have to say this too about, uh, specifically about Catholicism and even Christianity, and this is where, to be completely fair and objective about things, is, is there's plenty of bona fide Catholic and Christian bad-ass philosophers and theologians to, who I respect to the utmost degree, who I adore. Like, there are dozens. So, there are plenty men of even Christian... Um, a persuasion who I believe have added and have been essential to my progress and other people's progress. So it, it's funny, and what's so funny is the, the truest, the truest uh, badass people that get it um, have all come from um, what I believe is a real connection with the, with the idea of Christ consciousness. And it comes from that framework because they understood the keys. They, they somehow figured it out. So that's what's so... Again, this is why also I, I, I really will talk as, as harsh as I possibly can about the Abrahamic religions, especially Christianity, because it, 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 it has to be... That house has to come... That house and chapter has to close so the new one can, can actually start. Um, and by that is people got to come to terms is that 
you have to have the error before the solution. And so, again, to me, the, the manifestation of a, and I don't even care if it, for me, it's, I don't care if it's real or not, I don't give a shit. There was a manifestation of philosophy during that time, and they call it the Word, and I consider it the Word. The Word is universal. The Word is the motherfucking Word. And the idea was introduced during that time, that period of time, um, I think through, through Buddha, Lao, even Lao Tzu, and uh, I, somehow I think this Christ philosophy came from that central idea or whatever, It's because it's all universal. It's all saying the exact same thing. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just right back to this idea of, of self-enlightenment. It's about self-actualization. And unfortunately, there's a distinct period of time where through the Council of Nicaea, Roman, and the, the, the big-headed uh, people who thought they knew got together and then hijacked the Christian religion and decided what went in and what went out. And they took to burn everything else and kill all the, the people and all this other shit. But it was all about, at its core, self-actualization. And Christ consciousness is exactly... It's about taking the five, making the three, making the two, making the one, and making the one into the, to the, to the all. It's like taking the multiple, taking all your scattered thoughts about everything, you bring it down to the trinity of the, the, the three major pillars, and then you bring it down to the, the two polarities, which is the male and female essence, which is alchemy, and then you transmute the two into the one, and the one brings you up to the, is your liaison is your interface to the higher state. And that's where people talk about the higher guardian angels and interface. It allows you, and this is where the Catholic Church hijacked it with the saints, where they would always use it, because they, they took ideas and then they hijacked it. And so like this idea of, um, of saints, you need an intermediary, was, was right. The saints represented and the angels even represented intermediaries between the divine upper echelons of things. And so, you need me to get to there. And they, that's the big lie. You don't need them. You don't need their book. You don't need their sacrament. You don't need anything. In fact, all of that keeps you as far away, always, no matter what. You have to cut the umbilical cord. You have to fucking cut it all and take the leap. Be like, I don't give a fuck what's on the other side, but I know it ain't here because I know it. And I think, I think people do. I think most people do. I think they know it. I think most people that do know it, maybe they need to reconnect to it. I think most people need they, to reconnect to it. It's a reconnect, and it's a, it's a secret. It is a reconnection because why, the, why people go there, why people, it's goodness. Goodness is what does this. Is They want to belong. You want to assemble. You want to be around a right Something to bind each other. Something to inspire. Something to, hey, let's, let's, Let's get together every day. Let's fucking have a good time. Let's talk about shit that matters. You know, and that's the essence is we have to have that. That's the campfire. We gotta sit around and talk about shit that matters. We gotta talk about our hunts. We gotta strategize our defenses against what we think's coming down the road. We gotta fucking philosophize about how to, in good times, like how to, what do we do here? You know, we don't do that anymore. There's no campfire. There's no bars. There's no, we don't get, we got We can't have bars right now. Bars are closed down. Gather on the keyboard. Which, it is a campfire, of course. If you make it that way, you can make it what you want. You can make it a dark, fucking scary place where there's trolls and there's all these shitty people and nothing but people out to get you. Or you can make it your den. You can make it 
whatever the fuck you want. Same thing with you. On that note, yes. Phone is blowing up. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you for watching. Bless your hearts. You're all beautiful. We love you. Jesus Christ. That's me going home to a pregnant lady. I know. I can't believe it's fucking almost seven. That's fucking crazy. Dude. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me email this now. Jesus Christ, I don't know how much that would be. Alright. Alright. Yeah, so worry about it. Oh.